I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And welcome to Terminal 7. Hey, we're back. How's it going, Nels? A little hiatus. Good. It's good. A, 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 a little hiatus is a good uh, example for it. So a little think, hiatus for a little person. We guess right. We gotta congratulate you, Nels. Nels Thank and Dad you. mode. Great so work. So much. I own a person. That's right. He's a uh, simple. He's, he's massive. He's like oh, he's huge. He's, oh my god. I don't know how my, to. I don't know either. My wife is is a is a beast. I, awesome person. I thought like I I hope she just stole that because that looked like a lot of work. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, big congratulations. So Thank that's you. that's maybe why, uh, if, if no one was familiar, Nels was becoming a father, as well as shipping games, busy guy, and we've just gone on a slight hiatus. A little bit of lull. A little bit of lull. We're back. No problem. We're, We're back. back. We're episode back. 48. I know. So close. So many. There's so much, so much going on. A lot going on. Uh, so while, going on. while I was rearing a life. Yes. You were having a very exciting time I playing Netrunner. I was. <laughs> Which is, you know, when I when when I die alone with no with no children, I'll re- I'll remember fondly this this, this, this time that you, that you did well at a third championship. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So we we I uh, we had a super weekend chock full of netrunner. Oh yeah, um, a couple we, weeks ago. Couple, was, couple, was, a couple weeks ago, it was a flirt, a blizzard. It was a blizzard of runs, blizzard. Um, a torrent of agendas. Yeah, we 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 had a star champ in. In Vancouver, of course, and then the day after, we had a Terminal Seven like uh, mini casual tournament. Yeah, sponsored graciously by our good friend Jaffer. Yep, and he was able to get us hooked up. He it was, was awesome. Was so awesome, and I got to think. Uh, and yeah, so 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 I actually didn't do too bad, Nels. Yeah, at the store tr- at the store champs, you it's, did great. I did, I did great. I, I was top at Swiss. I was number oh, first at Swiss, at the, oh. which is the best. And then I was over third overall. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, but I, I got to thank um, James Perry who came over. I played eight games with him the night before. Oh my god! I lost all of them. <laughs> so you got all those losses out, I guess. But you got I, your beats out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just like, I I don't even want to go tomorrow. Like, I'm like, I, nothing is working at all. But then I, I I show up, and it's not like pure skill, but there's there's some some good luck involved. But yeah, I, yeah, I did I, I I did quite good. That's awesome. So what what were you playing on this day that carried you so so well? Yeah, I I brought I brought ten Mockalypse. Yes, and I, I brought, so Regis selection. You're still you're still rolling with you're still I am. rolling with Ken. I'm still rolling ten ten. Oh, so, so good. I gotta thank the listeners for for turning me on to like the best card in Netrunner, which is Apocalypse. You uh you got you got the better of the rudder options for sure. I, def- I would say I definitely did. <laughs> I, I I think the big thing I was also the only one in top four that wasn't running Engineering the Future. Really? Yeah. Everybody put his engine in the future. But I, Ten, Tenma is pretty good against HB. See, the thing is, I'm not smart enough to know which to trash and when, so I just trash everything all at once. With Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. cram those breaker bays up your ass! Yeah. It's it's actually a take on the mail bomb deck with a couple changes. I I, I, just, I don't like stuff like Caddy. I don't, I don't care about tag punishment, so I mm. replace some of those those you know bits and bobs out and I I, I, I kind of play the deck like I'm losing like I'm in a bad situation while they right. play a scoring server and they're like what's going on and all of a sudden I, I faint or I early bird and they're like oh no oh no <laughs> uh, oh yeah because if you if you use early bird you're able to hit all three centrals in apocalypse you still have enough one click left to go see what's in the bin. Yeah, and you, well, you also have a. You can also wait. Let's see. You can you can early bird, and then you can run run, and then you can actually pop a same mold to go grab an apocalypse again. 
Oh. Which is which is like the bigger, I, th- I think it's the scarier version of the Oh, movie. crazy. So if you've got early bird and same old thing, Apocalypse is still yeah. good to go. And and since they've hammered so much stuff on their HQ, the faint just skips over everything. So right. you actually get in there and make a successful run and get your Apocalypse going, and then it's just whatever. Mm. Yeah, and then I brought uh, t- Titan. Titan. Really? Yeah, and um, right before I started... The, 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 the deck list I was using had two Caprices in it. Uh-huh. And I was like, I can't use this card. So I just took one Caprice out and put in two Snares. Yep. And now the deck, I took both Caprices out and put in three Snares <laughs> and an Ichi one. <laughs> and because I actually baited out four Snares in remotes. Really? Well, because... And, 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 and it's interesting because with, with, with Netrunner, it used to be like... Way, way, way back, you just kind of have to run on everything because you don't know what's expecting. But yeah. now it's like, if the runner hasn't pulled off enough crazy bullshit in the last four turns, you know that even though they think, that, that even though you're, that you think as a corp, they can't get in there, they definitely can. Right. They're going to pull some crazy bullshit. Yeah. And I actually, the, my pacing was so on point. People, they'll be like, oh, and here's all this weird shenanigans, and I'm going. I'm like, great, snare. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm dead. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> because like I'm so I'm so like uh, I'm I'm so familiar with um people pulling these crazy runs out of the out of their ass right and so I'm like okay this is the this is the moment where they're gonna do it and I would just put down a snare underneath my scoring remote and nice. then face plant into it oh good I gotta give it out to um uh, Dave Chang our buddy from the Nimo the Nimo who 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 took both tournaments actually our tournament Terminal Seven and the Store Champs oh my god uh so we finished top four but I actually I did quite well against him. Uh, but I gotta say, it was not. It was not only just because it was. It was not my own play. My favorite. One of my favorite. I, I have a couple stories from the store champ, which were which were quite good. I had a great time playing everybody. Um, I was play, playing Dave, and he is running a noise cutlery, and it's just brutal. It's just a savage, savage deck. And his last run, I I have the win in the scoring remote. He's like, okay, he plays medium. And then he run, run, runs. Goes for the goes for that play. Right. The medium trash was the seventh point. <laughs> Oh, and he, really? He went into the bin? Yeah, because it was the only one. He's like, what are the odds? I'll hit, I'll check four and... Right, 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 right. So he actually skipped that. <laughs> he milled he the milled, winning milled agenda. He milled the winning agenda, <laughs> which is great. I went to time against uh, Lawman Fred, our buddy Fred here. Mm. He's a lawyer. And he plays Netrunner. Yes. Um, he, he did he did super well. He did, nice. so, he did really well, but then he had a bail. Uh, he had no. a concert. Uh, so uh, we actually... Hilarious. So he was playing uh, Haley. I call it Crapland because there's so much crap on the. Oh table. yeah, where it's just like Aesop this, it's, it's bring that just, back, bar fan, blah blah blah. Bonkers. It yeah. was so crazy that he was actually making mistakes, like misplays. But there's so much stuff available to him, it didn't matter. Right. <laughs> and so I was just like blown. It felt like I was playing Netrunner in slow motion because right. I get three. I get three clicks and you get like seven because our yeah. artist colony to put in this thing to play this other thing out of my hand and then clone chip this thing back and yeah. yeah so that deck just ran ran me over second um we're we go to time uh I have zero points lawman has five and oh my um, god he's like he's like expecting the siphon or something and I'm like okay here we go um I just pull some stuff together and I'm like leg work and I'm like give uh, give, uh, give me the two Vikram brain damage yeah Give me the uh, Ichi brain damage. Let's just go. All right. So, so I just like <laughs> plow through all this Byro dice, grab three with my mitt, slam down six points on the table. Oh my god! <laughs> and everybody just erupts. It was awesome. And Fred's, wow. just, Fred's just staring at me, just like vibrating. Because <laughs> he got knocked down and fought his way back up to the top four. Right. Yeah. So oh, there's wow. some, there's there's some really good stuff. And then it came down to the to, to the to the Titans. It came down to Lawson, our good friend Lawson, yep. and um, Dave for the oh for the man. Win. 
But I was, suffice to say, I was net runnered out after all that. We stayed till the that's end. A, and then, then that's then, a hearty weekend. Yeah, and then the next day we actually, I, I, I shifted some cards around, but like I, I, I tried, but just uh, I was a little bit burnt. tapped out, tapped out. Yeah, but yeah. but the uh, the Terminal Seven was great. Thank you everyone for showing up. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we had we had, we had really good a really good prize pool. I think. Um, yeah, people really enjoyed. It. We had a couple of new players, first time ever out. Ah, some, so good. It's some great plays. So yes. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, and it was I, good I suspect that like it was part of a broader event called the Terminal City Tabletop Convention. That's right. Which I think is has been successful for now. This was its third third right. Yeah, third, third year, and it was really busy. Yeah, like, it was so quite I, sus- busy. I suspect it will be back again next year, and. As long as they want us, we'll try to slam down another tournament there as well. Yeah. So, and again, big thanks to to Keith, who was our our, our rules man and helped us throw the tournament, and James for helping us uh, with all the tech. So yeah. Thank you, everybody. We had a great ah, time. So wonderful. Awesome. And 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 pub runners having great turnout as That's well. Right. New new people all the time. Yeah. Great times. And we just speaking of the pub runner. Uh, it was great. Just last time. Uh, Miranda, one of the servers there, a passerby was looking at all of us playing and laughing and having a good time. And I said, what are they doing? And the server said, oh. And she actually explained to a layman what Netrunner was. Yes! We've been there so long that the Netrunner knowledge is just slowly like seeping into the staff via <laughs> osmosis. Yeah, my favorite is we're talking to Brian Wood about it and he was yeah. saying like, yeah, he kind of said like, oh, you're with the Netrunner boys. I'm like, wow, that is the lamest name for a gang I've ever heard. Yep. <laughs> Take it. Yeah, some, just... some some horrible West Side story. Yeah, I just need to dance and yeah, have a snapping. good set of coordinated Watch out, it's snapping. the Netrunner boys. <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, so that's that, that. That's quick recap. Um, sorry, you couldn't be there, Nels, but you know, it, okay. it, I think I, I think it was handled really really well by the community. The community is really getting strong here. Uh, the, again, the Vancouver Met is always strange, but the Victoria guys showed up, and man, did they bring it because yeah, oh yeah, yeah, wow. they, they, they they always do. Awesome. Also, I learned that if I if I don't start drinking after my first game, I do okay. I don't runner. <laughs> just good. I got a big shout out to Justin Moore who said like, "See, man, you're good at the game. You just gotta like not drink right away." Like, oh, okay. That is the one upside of the games that end up in those comic shops and stuff where they don't have a liquor license, and you're like, "Well, <laughs> guess we're just gonna hang out here in this." Yeah. Kind of hot room all day. Or or you pre-game it and look like an asshole. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't just us. There's also some broader, more exciting news in the in the in the in the Netrunner world in general. Yeah, what's up? Um, so FFG is tweaking their organized play a little bit to make things even more awesome for Netrunner. Super. And their other games, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's other games. So what they're doing <laughs> is, you know, previously. FFG had all these, like, uh, obviously you have your store champs, and then those lead to regionals, and then that leads to a national, and then the big world event in their HQ in Minnesota in November, right? Tricky bit is, they have so many of these cool competitive games now that Worlds is just, like, just wall-to-wall humans. (laughs) It's, like, five days. It's busy. It's so crazy. So what they've done is they actually split all the games up, their competitive organized play, into two separate tracks. So there's all the Star Wars stuff, and that includes like the minis games as well as the card game and Imperial Assault and all that. And then there's Netrunner, Game of Thrones, and uh, Warhammer 40k Conquest. Okay. And they're they're separate. So they're, now there are going to be two completely separate Worlds events. The Netrunner, Game of Thrones, Conquest one, that's still in November. Okay. <laughs> so you're still going to go to Minnesota in November if you want. <laughs> Uh, and then the Star Wars one is having a completely separate Worlds event on its own in May. 
And they've also slightly rejiggered when the store champs versus regionals just is schedule wise. Because the way the way it's been, it's kind of like Worlds happens and then just sort of nothing for like four months. Right, <laughs> and then right, okay. stuff starts to happen again. Right. So they're rejiggering that a bit more, um, which is really cool. And then I I don't remember the details because it doesn't apply to us, but I think that they're tweaking some of the European competitions. I think there's like going to be a Europe nationals. Oh, cool. Because there was like a Nor- uh, confusingly called North American nationals, which is just for the US. <laughs> and then there's <laughs> Canadian nationals. Um, and there was one in the UK, but I think they're going to have like a slightly bigger... No, 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 that's what it is. There's, there's Now there's going to be a US nationals at Origins. Okay. And then there's a North American Nationals or Nationals Plus, whatever, at Gen Con. Oh, okay. And I think Europe's going to have the same thing where a bunch of countries are going to have their own nationals like they have, but then there's like a bigger pan-Europe like Super Nationals event. I don't know I don't know when or where that's going to be. There's none of those details yet, but so Europeans th- dig into this more because it applies to you guys. <laughs> right, 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 so this is this sounds like it's because uh, the events, as you're saying, got 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 too big, really busy. Yeah, but yeah, because, so, uh, because of they're just they're great games. Because it's so awesome. Yeah, so yeah, I think so that's, more events, which is really cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then related to tournament play, there's also some tweaks to the tournament rules. Mm-hmm. Um, to be perfectly honest, I don't know entirely how I feel about this, but it them's the rules now <laughs> uh so uh concessions are allowed which is fine you can just be like i i give up i concede sure um but that also means that intentional draws are allowed uh so if it's f- round five of swiss you and i are both like nine and one we can just say hey I will concede the first game, and you will concede the second game, and then we both just get two points, and we don't have to do anything. Okay. It's it's a thing where it's like, I guess this is something that also exists in, like, you know, other games that have Swiss Swiss tournament brackets, like chess. So yep. it's like, it's a normal thing, and obviously those, I see. Okay. those games are healthy tournament-wise or whatever. It still feels a little bit weird to me, where it's kind of like, you know, if you were to play out that game, potentially, like, one person might win both games, and then they will make it into the cut, but the other person wouldn't, versus if you intentionally draw, then you both, both just kind of go kinda... on without having to play. Right, Which yeah. is a little bit weird, but, I mean, if you're in that position, you probably did really well the whole way there anyway. And, yep. so, and since it's ve- almost um, all, like, the, the, the bigger events always have a, have an elimination cut, and yep. obviously you can't do that in an elimina- elimination event. Right. Um, eh. I guess, like, I, I guess I guess in its defense, you'd think that like um, they're getting through like the 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 lighter games, and so you can actually just save your reserves for these these top tier play elimination. Because yeah. eliminations, like I've never been there before since recently, and it's much <laughs> more much more <laughs> intense. intense than I'm, yeah. I'm used to. I, I'm right. used to like oh now let's just go like play some casual games and have some fun and talk. And now right. I'm like oh wait it's it's really serious here. Yeah, that's what's actually funny. Uh, Fred had to leave, so I'm like, okay, I'll play. Uh, his name eludes me, and I just met him. Another Victorian guy mm. who was in the top four, mm. and I'm like, I guess I'll corp. And he pulls out Haley, and I'm like, oh no, I think, <laughs> here I, we go again. I think I know what deck this is. All right, and, which 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 with that ruling, as we heard, as we were discussing right before the cast, it, you know. Picking whether your corporate run in eliminations is a... Yes, there's one they also spelled out in the tournament rules update. That, right. like, before any cards are on the table at all whatsoever, period, including your IDs and everything, yep. before all of that, you, you know, roll a die, flip a coin, 
played friggin' rock, scissors, paper, whatever, to determine who's playing runner versus corp. And only then do you actually show your opponent what you're playing. Right. I mean, obviously, if you do it beforehand, you're not going to get, like, disqualified yeah, I, or I something. Yeah, I don't think it's, like... Some, it's kind of thing where it's, like, if yeah. someone says, oh, let me see what you're playing, and then I'll pick which side I play, it's like, no. No, just pick which side. You just have to it's pick. Like, because corpse are always fighting hackers. Like, just, That's right. You know, what, <laughs> what, what's this story going to be? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but those are the big changes. I mean, none of them are big, but they're, like, little cool tweaks. It's yeah. fine. If, you know, keeping you guys up to speed. Yeah. If, if, if the only news you get from Netrunner is us, you know, we got to be responsible. At least a little bit responsible. A little, a little bit responsible. responsible. Please, but, <laughs> please way more exciting yeah. than minor tweaks to some tournament <laughs> rules <laughs> is the second data pack in the Moonbot cycle. Oh, yeah. Business first. first. Not business second. No. Not business third. It's business first. It's priority business. It is, it's priority business. That's right. Business number one. Yeah. Um, and this is a cool data pack. I know. I, I like this data it's pack. It's super exciting. Um... Do you want to start? Do you want to start Runner Town? I get. I get. I, I think we will. Yeah, we'll start. Run, we'll start Runner Town with my favorite card of the set. I love it. Just, I love it. This, it's amazing. It's a EMP device from our friends. The oh, Anarchs. really? Okay. Oh, I, I, I'm start. Is this, this numbers? Am I going by numbers? I forget what I'm going by. Anyways, sure. it's a it's it's a friggin' bomb. It's a electric, <laughs> it's electric bomb. Flavor text. No, don't set up that off here. It's a one cost hardware bomb. For influence, so we know it's doing some heavy he heavy lifting. Trash. The corp cannot res more than one piece of ice for the remainder of this run. Use this ability only during a run. So now there's a thing called bombside jobbing. <laughs> which means you basically can just get in regardless because you have inside job. They can only you're gonna bypass the first ice, EMP right. device, EMP bomb, you're gonna they can only res one. Like yep. you're just gonna get in. Yep. Um, it's it it's cool, you know. If if they actually set up that super server, they got a ton of money. Like you can still snipe, sneak in, yeah, get through. It's destructive. It's anarch. It's it's huge influence. It's cool. It's it feels like, I mean, obviously, it kind of sort of occupies the same space that DDoS does. Yes, it does. Right. Um, difference being, like this, you don't like even if you're going tag me, you don't care. Yep. Your EMP's still good. It's cheaper. Yep. Um. It, you know, DDoS against a three ice deep server. You can still get stuff. You can still get kind of owned, but with this, like, they get one and that's it. Yep. Um, this obviously pairs very nicely with Run Amok. Yeah. Because it's like they can only res the one. And then when Run Amok is done, that one is getting trashed. <laughs> yeah. So deal with it. Yep. Um, that's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. In general, I, I like it. I mean, I don't know. Where I if I would take this or if I would take DDoS, you obviously don't want both. Yeah, I um, I, I I put together a deck with silhouette, which isn't very good, but um, <laughs> it's got no breakers and just inside jobs and and um, EM, EM, EMP bombs. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's and that's and that's all it is. But I actually think like Valencia could use these two if like because she she'd already have the blackmail pressure, mm. and then she now she has like this other tool of right. like nothing's getting res. If the one thing's getting res, you can get by it. Yeah, it's a cool card, cool, cool Anarch card. What else did they get, Nose? Um, they also got a virus. Ooh. Dewan. Ooh. Which is one credit, one MU, one influence. And it is uh, when Dewan is installed, choose a server. As an additional cost to install a card in or protecting that server, the court must pay one credit. 
Trash Duan if the corp purges virus counters. Okay. So you initially you think, oh, one credit virus. Noise loves this. I don't think this is actually that good for noise. Right? No, no. I think there are so many other like better. <laughs> you have options with them. Exactly. You have options like coming out the wazoo, right? Yeah. Um, especially these like you know trash when the corp purges. Yep. Viruses like if you have a lot of viruses. Then you're getting way more off those off that purging, yep. right? And also um, like like CVI of uh, the virus, CVS, so, yeah. sorry CVS, the virus suite yeah. is brutal now because people can pop it mid mid run yeah. mid like anywhere if it's if it's on the table like you're 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 in some trouble. Yeah. So yeah, right. This 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 needs this is a more specialized virus. Yeah. So I think in more of an econ denial deck, like say if you're using Reyna or something, yep. maybe this is actually the only virus you have. Sure. Like, this is actually, because, like, if the corp, corp is going to waste their entire freaking turn, or the 3-2-3 reds cost for Cybernex virus. I, I think it's 3. I think it's 3. Yeah. Um, just to get rid of this, you're doing great. Yep. Right? And if the whole point is, like, keep the corp down on money, then you, you know, especially now when freaking HB is everywhere and they always have that one big scoring server, like, this, you know turns off <laughs> their ID ability. Yep, yep. Um, which can add up to a ton of money. And obviously it's not unique, so you could have two of these things. I mean, granted, if you put two down... You're asking for the They're purge. almost certainly going to purge yeah. the next turn. Right? Uh, also, I'm seeing, like, um, maybe, like, you know, like, hand cannon-style decks where you're just, like, just destroying HQ, keeping their HQ in lockdown. This this can do do some work. Right, because you can, you can just easily pick central server, and that makes it, you know, even more expensive to keep putting ice down, right? Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's cool in like it definitely fits nicely into like an econ denial yep. role yep. where it's maybe the only virus you've got. I'm, that's pretty cool. I, I, I'm wondering though, like, uh, would I, I I'd probably rather run a lamprey over this if 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 I was doing the denial thing. I don't know because if if I have lamprey and Devon again, we're asking for purges, mm -hmm. right? Like we're like yeah, you probably don't want both. No, so yeah, you got to go one, you go specialize. So don't throw this in your noise deck, folks. There's plenty of other things yeah. to throw. In. I mean, I guess the thing that Duan might get you is you don't have to keep making those runs to have its effect go off. Right, yeah. And, like, if if you've got Lamprey and you're just absolutely slamming HQ, like, you're kind of, one, begging for HQ to be way more protected, and two, kind of begging for that purge, Purchase, right? yes, that's um, true. But with this, it's like someone might kind of deal with this for longer, not really realizing that it's bleeding them from kind of more money than you think, especially for the corpse. Like, two credits can be the difference between being yep. able to score an agenda or not. Yeah, definitely. Right? Like, the runner's money goes up and down way more, but with the corpse, like... When it drops, it stays down, and their ability to do stuff is just gone. That's right, yeah. Um, Run runners don't need that much money anymore in, in some deck archetypes. So the corporation <laughs> will always need the money. Yeah. So I think that is, it's interesting in that space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the next card is really exciting, I think. Oh, man. Yeah, so 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 what's this next card, Nels? It's our second world champion card. Love it. Joining the ranks of Architect. Yep. We have now on this side a runner card. Cool. The CBI Raid. Cool. This was designed by the 2013 world champ, Jens Eriksson. Jens Eriksson, who is, uh, has a great cameo in the card art. Oh yeah, he's the big guy on the wall. He's the big guy on the wall. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so what it does, it's a criminal run event, sabotage even. Um, you make, it's, it's two influence, and you make a run on HQ. If it is successful, instead of accessing any cards, the corp adds all the cards in HQ to the top of R&D in the order of his or her choice. So, wow. <laughs> it's just get... That that tempo hit. That Yes. <laughs> it's like, you now need to spend one turn and four clicks to get those cards back. I'm I'm thinking, like, what about those 
insane HB decks with like the hand size. Oh <laughs> man! Like like if with you just just cerebral imaging, yes, it's cerebral just like <laughs> nineteen cards. Put them back in R and D. But I'd I'd Eat be it. like, okay, my order, and then I'd go to time or, organizing <laughs> my hand. This one, this one. <laughs> so, no, this no, no, one, no, 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 no. Hang on. So, so the price on this, as we all know, um, I've, I've been doing oh three credits. Three right credits is three credits is, is is a lot. It's not cheap. Um, I've been doing a lot of timing, and now I'm I understand the, the importance of win side job and and the like and ev ev events running events that cost money are are, are are a problem. That's why we run public terminals with Tema and uh, right. I think that three for a run event is pretty hefty. It's pretty. It's but pretty this big. is a pretty powerful ability. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, this can do all kinds of stuff where, you know, if if the corporation is sitting on a kill combo, like, yep. you know, you've, oh, been, yeah. you've been prodding at R&D or whatever, and you know you, that you, they're you, sitting on an SEA source, source you saw and it, some yep. scorched earth, you're like, well, fine, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to run, and they put down that agenda that they know you can steal as bait, right? So, I'm going to steal this, I'm going to do my CBI raid, and all your cards are going back, and uh -oh. you do not have enough clicks to draw up into your kill cards. How, how sweet would that be to, well... Okay, I'm, I'm just thinking about a moment where you like actually steal the government takeover and then ship all the stuff back into their deck, uh, all the punitives. But the problem is, is like they can actually. This is the order of their choice. They, they can actually, just punitive. They can just put it on top and take. Yeah, it. but if right. they need the full the full SEA combo, yep. or like mid season replacements or whatever, they can't. They can't draw, draw, draw. Yeah. Exactly. So, 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 what, so, what do you think about this card? I, I, and it's only two influence, so we can actually see this some yeah. at other places. Yeah, and of course, like the the kind of the best universe this is is if you've got. Uh, another ability that forces a shuffle effect, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you can do CBI rate and, and keyhole, then their whole HQ is just it's just, just gone now. It's, <laughs> it's deleted. Yeah, little expensive, but I, I, I it feels like this is a really it, it's a really really well designed card, and yeah. it does stuff that I'm again. These guys keep doing it. The, the world champs with these cards, they keep making it. So this is an interesting card that you've not seen before. Right. I, I, I didn't even think of the idea of like, oh, yeah, put the whole hand just back on. Because the flavor is like, oh, oh, okay, the, the bureau's here. Everybody hide that folder of, um, you know, the weird, crazy brain killing illicit crap we have yeah um, <laughs> just it all goes back yep. just quietly into into shh, shh. <laughs> don't worry about it and um oh and uh, as a note the cbi is basically the indian equivalent of the fbi it's, oh, okay. it's the central bureau of intelligence okay i i knew it was a, a, a bi i know yes. i knew the bi but i didn't know the c yeah but, okay yeah. So see, I thought they were just being like mean. Like oh, right. <laughs> these these C's showed up at the at the at the HQ. Yeah. So it's cool. I like yeah, it. I like, think it's, criminal makes sense. It's, it's yeah. It's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. As as just like the basically you eat a corporation's turn and then maybe a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. And and also put some way on the back foot so you can do your own setup. Yep. That was one card for the to for them to ruin their turn. So let's uh, see what yeah. we can do. Or if if you know they've been. They're they're super well protected on HQ, and you know they're sitting at like you know you're playing an NEH or something. You know that they're like okay, they they at this point like last turn they did like three Jackson draws or whatever. They're just trying to find one more agenda to astro it out. You hit them with this, put it back on R and D, and if their R and D is super leaky, well then you just grab it or Hammer you make it or just keep you know wait until they draw into it or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, as just like a giving you tempo space to breathe. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool card. Yeah. And of course, if you combine it. With hacktivist meeting, yeah. So you do this, then you play the hacktivist. So now they cannot res any assets or upgrades, just ice. 
And then you go in and that like super defended Caprice double ash breaker bay <laughs> bullshit server is like, yeah, I'm just walk it's like an Eli and an Ichi. I'm just walking in, I'm I'm stealing that yeah. now. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Cool. We have a, we have another criminal card. Um our friend Geist. Loves it. The Tech Lord is a big fan of this card. This card called Tech Trader. A one cost resource, a connection. We all know connections are yep. are pretty good. One influence. Uh whenever you use a trash ability, gain one. And the quote is why would you dispose of perfectly good evidence when you can sell it? Which is pretty good. Pretty good. And very, very, very criminal. Very criminal. Correct. Yeah, so obviously Geist loves this to death. Geist is getting cards. He's getting money. Yeah, so basically every time Geist uses a trash ability, he gets one card and one credit. Yeah. Uh, so Fall Guy, now gives you three credits and a card draw. Wow, that's pretty good for... That's pretty good for a zero-cost install. And if, you're, and if you're installing it on an off-campus apartment... You get two cards and two it's, credits. Correct me, but is, is Geist's ability the first time every turn? Every single, every single time. time. Let's remember that, folks. Yep. So same was, thing with this. This is not the first time. It's just like every single one. So if you're if you do like you know trash something, clone chip it back, trash it again. That's three credits, three cards. Wow, that's yep. that's cool. That's 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 really cool. So so I, 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 what I, and what I love about criminal now that I've like you know been been helped by our by, by our listeners into getting more into the blue um, is is that everyone plays so differently. Like every criminal ends up you you, you end up doing a lot of different things in different ways. And yeah. Geist is like perfect example of this because the way he plays is not the way everybody else ends up playing. Yeah, that his money is really like kind of transitory and bursty, and like it, that's the thing that I find about like a really well tuned Geist deck is it just keeps. Move and it, it, like it actually works really well flavor wise, right? Like he just keeps moving through everything it's got. So it's just like you know he's getting stuff here, he's selling it and sending it off yeah. over there, and it's just like he just has this crazy flow of money and cards. And the corporation can't keep track of him. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's not like you know building up this giant like you know twenty three credit like huge stockpile. Or whatever. It's like he just kind of keeps things going. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's cool. Yeah. And it's like I think this might be the thing that kind of turns him on. Was really needed to like. Turn Geist on. Definitely, sure. definitely. I, I, yeah, I agree. Um, and it's only one influence too. So if you were playing, I don't know, Exile. Um, exile if it, <laughs> you guys just blow the dust off your Exile card. <laughs> yep. Wipe, wipe away the tears <laughs> on it. Um, maybe, but uh, if you did just have another deck like you know uh, something that uses a lot of other trash abilities, mm -hmm. like this could at only one influence could totally find a home there as well. Yeah. This is so the so big thing is um the breakers for Geist is our our. The, the cloud breakers yep. where you gotta bust them yep. you gotta trash them those all give you money from this can you imagine mid, like mid run busting it up getting three cards mid run getting getting or sorry getting a card and three bucks every time you but you use one of your breakers yeah like, it'd be pretty crazy it's pretty cool yep cool stuff go go criminals great great cards of the criminals or serious so what else we got we actually have another consumer grade another piece of consumer grade hardware yeah what's this nose it is the net chip ooh shapers so it they is. got a lot of chips. I'm kind of like, they come on, chips. guys. They're, they love chips. Yeah. They're addicted to chips. You you can't have only one or whatever. Can't, the, that's right. <laughs> you can't, well, in this case, you can't. <laughs> um, it is a one-cost piece of hardware mm -hmm. that is two influence. Um, so I guess out of faction, you could put all six, all six. of these in oh, for man. 12 influence. <laughs> I don't know why you would, but you could. Um it is, uh, what it does is that NetChip, it can host a program with a memory cost 
less than or equal to the number of copies of NetShip installed. Okay. The memory cost of the hosted program does not count against your memory limit. And as it's consumer grade, it is limit six per deck. Right. So you compare it against, you know, Akimatsu Memchip, yep. which is just one credit for one MU. Um, you, the, if you, if you only ever really need a rig that's like five or six MU, if, if you're basically topping out your MU where you want like your one Astrolabe and to see one Akamatsu and you're good. Sure. You probably don't want to no, do six deck slots for this. You don't need this. But for just about any other setup, you're gonna be better off with NetChip, right? Because yeah. like early on, you kind of only need one. So it's like, even if you have some big, heavy MU, you know, your Magnum Opus or whatever. Sure. Like you just leave that on the board and then you just put a breaker on here. You'll probably find another... Net chip. Another net, net chip. chip. So then, okay, so then now you've got a tooth space that you can put like a bigger, like a garrot yep. or whatever, something else big on there. Hyperdriver. Let's get a hyperdriver. That's the right. You get you get another <laughs> one, you get, and then you get space for hyperdriver. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you can actually do Endless some Endless hunger. <laughs> you can actually do some pretty crazy stuff. And I, this is in, in my strange time in professor land. Um, <laughs> you discover that like, if you, if you are not super constrained by MU, like you can actually do some pretty wonderful things. I was getting at that with Leprechaun. Right. Um, but with this, you can kind of get at the same kind of thing, right? Cool. Where it's like, you know, early on you're, you, you're using your normal on the board MU and this to like do little setup things. Then later on when you've got like three or four of these on the board, you're like, cool, uh, a hyperdriver there. And then a, I don't freaking collective consciousness or a opus or whatever on the other one. And then you're just you're just good to go. Also, like a replicator with this. Yeah, and you, you can, can use replicator for you this. Fish them all up in like six bucks and six clicks or whatever. You yeah. get all all your all your stuff. And what's interesting about this card is it's not really giving you MU. It's giving you hostable MU, like kind of soft MU, like yeah. ghost MU. Yeah. It does. It it won't get it won't get you killed from no. Cortex Lock. No, it sure won't. <laughs> which is quite nice. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, on the flip side, it doesn't help with data folding because it's not real MU. It just gives you the ability to host programs that are based on the MU, the, the chips you have. But yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. It is, I, think, it, I think it's more playable than the Anarch one. For sure. And with this many of these, like especially if you were playing Kate or you had like an Inside Man or something, like, you know, you get your three of these that you need and you sell the other three to Aesop. Yep. Totally fine, right? That's right. Um, yeah, so it's it's not bad. Mm, and, and and Haley can dump him down super fast. Oh yeah, can't she? Jeez. Um, but I'm like I'm like I'm like really not liking Haley. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Jared, our friend Jared, who who uh, threw a great tournament in the Philippines. Oh yes, we hosted. That's some... awesome. We a little like like cross cultural exchange. Yeah, yeah, we did. It was great. Um, we um, so uh, our friend Jared, he went to the Philippines because he's 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 Filipino. Yes, and um. They don't get a lot of FFG stuff, so yeah. what they end up doing is like creating their own stuff. And they sent us some great alt arts of games. Really? Yeah, they did. I, I, I forgot them because I'm an idiot, but I'll I'll get them to you soon. Oh man! And um, they threw a tournament, and they got about a twenty person show up in the middle of the week. Sweet in Manila, right? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Manila, which is which is very 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 cool. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and I was playing Jared at the pub, <laughs> the pub thing, and he was playing Haley, and I could have swore I had the win, and um, he just held up his finger right before. I, I had two atlases scored. I yep. had a SEA in my hand. I see source him because I know he can't do it. I'm looking at the board state. I'm like, okay, he can't. He can't possibly do this. All right. Fish out a scorched earth. Blast him with a scorched earth. He's down to zero cards. He holds up his finger and he's like, okay, you're getting the other scorched. So I'm like, yep. And he's like, holds up his finger and he's like, he does this crap where he, what does he do? He, oh, here it comes. Okay, he uh, sacks. 
he clone chips a cash back in, gets the four. Okay. Then sacrifices an agenda to Silver Bullet out the Plascrete. Oh, because it's hardware. Uh, you just, man. I was Gross. like, Gross. no. And I was like, I knew oh, it. I knew it. Man. I knew it. Good, good. <laughs> so, yes. I, that, that's why I'm like seeing this comment. Oh, Haley could use that. That's stupid. Yeah, that's grumble, stupid grumble, rumble. Grumble, 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 grumble. Um... <laughs> What do so, I got next? What do I got next? Oh man, this you, is you, this is grim. This yeah, is like you got, you got to tell us about this one. So this is corporate scandal. Um, it's a current cost three three for a current Nels. That's the most expensive runner current thus far. Jeez. Um, influence one, so it's neutral, but it awesome everyone's paying everyone's for this. Paying for it. Uh, the corp has an additional one bad publicity bracket, even if they have zero. I love this. Uh, this uh, Sunder, this is the guy doing the quote says. <laughs> Or, sorry. Yes. The guy in the quote says, we may be outraged, but we're not surprised. And the yep. picture <laughs> the picture is this, like, messed up, all, all these rejected cloning experiments, Yeah, I that's guess. what it seems like. It's like a Cronenbergian, like, not nightmare. Good. It's it's grody. Not good. It's yeah. a, and it makes sense, because it's like, it's, it, what's interesting is, like, the art's very severe, but the quote's kind of like, we're, we're, we may be outraged, but we're not surprised. Like, it feels like more casual, like, oh, this stuff happens all the time. Yeah. And, yeah, so, okay, here we got big Valencia support. Yeah, so obviously this lets anybody start dropping blackmails. Yeah. For a not trivial cost, right? Like, sure, you yeah. You play this, and then the blackmails, it's four credits. And, and hey, if they rush out of breaking news after this, you're like, oh, nuts, right? Yep. Like, pretty risky, but yeah. still, mandatory bad pub, like, yep. pretty huge. But, the ability to to get to add additional bad publicity for especially for if if you're like running Valencia with itinerant protesters, yep, and you manage to stick one more on there with some investigative journalism, sure. Between that and this, you drop. Oh, I guess investigative journal. No, no, the um, itinerant protesters is another current. current. Yes, right. Okay, <laughs> so you probably that. wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> Never mind. Yep. Um, but even on top of that, like it's. Yeah, it, it costs three, but the other thing with bad publicity, it's, it's effectively one reoccurring credit you can use every single run. So you install this, make three runs, it's paid for itself. Yeah. On one turn. Yeah. The next turn, yep. even better. It's gravy. Like, yeah, it's actually, it's transitory because it's a current, but otherwise, oof. Yeah, I, I, I was playing, attempting to play a lot of uh, Grendel, and when I realized, like, what the different runner factions can do with the bad pub and some don't need it and some are like oh thank you oh good yeah. and so you're thinking like on the flip side well what if you what if that shaper uh what if, what if that um nace your deck or whatever yeah uh and the, you have a lot of um personal workshop and stuff like you might want these in there just to fuel that action right yeah it's crazy yeah Speaking of other other neutral cards, love the flavor on this one. What's uh what's the other neutral we uh, got event? Populist Rally. Mm -hmm. It is a two credit neutral event, no influence. You can play it only if you have at least one CD card installed. I like this, like our wild sides. Yeah. Like I don't. A... There, I think there's like five or six CD cards right now, mm -hmm. without question. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular one being yep. played is Wild Side. Yep, Wild um, Cakes. So what it does is the Corp has one fewer click to spend on his or her next turn. Right. So obviously this isn't a thing you play just casually. No. Right? You play this when you need it. But there are plenty of times when the corporation, you know, especially, again, since HB is everywhere, like, they install something in that big old remote, they advance it twice, and you're like, okay, well, you drop this, now you basically have a whole other turn to get set up to get into that remote. That's right, yeah. Which is huge. Mm -hmm. Um... 
obviously you, you don't put this in your deck unless you have some <laughs> CD resources. Yeah, that's right. But for the thing, and you probably don't want like three of them. But no, one or no, two. No. This is can, this, the two can, two tops. I yeah, think as like a clutch card when you're just I know they're going to they're going for the score. Turn it off. Or if the kind of thing where it's like you know you've got them under the under the um like under under the under the hammer. Yeah, big medium digs. Sure. So you drop this. Now they only have two clicks, and they can't purge. Yeah. So you're oh, like, I like that. I, like I that. get a full more turn of medium digging. That's cool. Or yeah. you have six bucks, and you have three of these. That's a time walk, man. <laughs> like they, they <laughs> can't. True. They can't. It's true. If, if you did have all three of them, you'd be like, click, click, click. You don't have a turn. And I got one I'm more click know. to think about this. Now I'll go again. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So cool, and like it's like there's so much going on. Like the corporation needs to, you know, you know, check, dot all the I's and cross all the T's, and they're yeah. too busy. So that's why they, they there's they, too they, many people rallying. Yeah, all oh, of the wild side. This a bunch of these punks showed up from this this dance club. From this club, yeah, totally. making a mess. I do like it how that's like you basically rolled that to some place like Wild Side or whatever the other ones are. Get people all riled up. Yep. And then, like, just send them out to the streets. They're, like, you know, screaming around these headquarters, causing trouble, and then you go off and do your runner stuff. Yep, yep. It's pretty good. Oh, and, um, okay, so now we can go on to the corpse side. But not to be had done. Oh, sure, sure. There's oh, some very hot corporate stuff oh, in Business First. I mean, let's be clear. This pack yeah. is called Business First. Yeah. Not, Corporations not, not, are not, business. Not hackers first. That's right. <laughs> not, not, not runner first. Seedy individual first. <laughs> so the first card we have, as if engineering the future wasn't good enough, <laughs> they have another card called Advanced Assembly Lines. And they are so advanced. They're so advanced, it's an, it's, it's, it's an asset, a facility. Cost one, influence two, trash cost of one. When you res Advanced Assembly Lines, gain three credits. Trash. Install a non-agenda card from HQ, paying the install cost. You cannot use this ability during a run. So, this means you can't Jackson Howard this. Uh, and, when some, and when I say right. that, when someone runs at it, you can't go, waha! Like, no. you just can't. Um, I mean, you can res it, you can to, res it to get the money back. Sure. But you can't use this trash ability. That's right. Yeah. Um, which is good because this is... The, the Jackson run's already annoying, and this would be like, oh, now there's six... Events like that in yeah. the deck. Uh, so in Engineering the Future, of course, we're going to turn this into, um, as Keith Keith says, he uses it as a beanstalk, basically. Yeah. It's a beanstalk, accelerate your game. Well, But the thing is that you can't use this, you can't use the trash ability during a run, but you can definitely still use it on the runner's turn. That's right. So, like, you install advanced assembly lines, you trigger Engineering the Future's ID ability, get a credit. Yep. Then... Just sometime on the runner's turn. They, like, let's say they don't run it. They're like, oh, they Jackson, who cares? You res it, trash it, then install like an Adonis or an Eve or whatever, getting yourself another credit on the runner's turn. Yep. And then rolls back around to your turn. You install friggin' Breaker Bay Grid on that same server. Get yourself uh. another credit. Um, yeah, it's a... Uh, or you can use this to install that Breaker Bay, for example. Yep. And then use that to res the Eve and blah, 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 so blah. A bit more acceleration. Makes sense. It's got a bunch of robots building building cars. Yeah. Concept hoppers. And, and you could use it to, to like potentially react with some defensive upgrades. Like, you know, the runner installs a medium. You're like, ah, time to put an ash <laughs> on R&D now. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you can, you can use it for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's not too shabby. No, it's pretty good. Um, HP got another card. They another did. asset. What's this one, Nels? They got the Lakshmi... Smart fabrics. Oh, cool, man. They're, they're building a lot of stuff. What's wrong with these? These corps are doing great. Yeah. Building stuff. That, that, to them, business is first. That's right. Uh, it's one credit to res. It's three influence, three trash. So when you res a card, any card, including this one, Whoa. you place one power counter on Lakshmi smart fabrics. You spend X hosted power counters. You re reveal 
an agenda worth X points from HQ. So if you're showing off an accelerated beta test, you burn two counters off this guy. Sure. Then the runner cannot steal copies of that agenda for the remainder of this turn. That's pretty huge, Nels. So that's a weird, <laughs> interesting thing. Because like, if, if my hand's blowed with uh, two NAPD contracts and an ABT, yeah. I show the ABT and they legwork my hand. Well, yep. you, uh, sorry, you can't score any of the things you just saw. Is that right? Copies of that specific agenda. Oh, sorry, I thought it was that the value. Was no. It? Copies of that agenda. I'm thinking yeah. of something else. Yeah. Okay, great, great. So great. if you have one ABT in, in your HQ and another one on the board... They run the one on the board. You know, you res one ice. <laughs> you res right, right. this, gets a counter. You res a piece of ice to defend that. This gets its other counter. I see, then you I burn see. the power counters off of it, show them an APT. They can't steal that other APT. Downside is, now they know you got one in your HQ. Right. They yep. can't steal it this turn, but they can steal it other turns. Yeah. See, see I, I guess I was thinking, like, if so let's say someone's legworking you. You, yep. can, you can do this. Yeah. And you can be like, oh, you can't steal copies of this card. Take do that to the exactly. Work. So yeah, you don't it, you don't need, even need to have multiple copies, right? No, you yeah. can have just one. The one that you want. You can to just protect. show them the one you've got, and then they can't steal it. That could be pretty huge. That could, but Which like, is not too, especially because HB tends to pile up because they're doing all their campaigns and all yeah. that bullshit, right? That like they tend to pile up agendas in HQ until they're ready to actually try to score them. Right. They're they're not they're generally not like doing the score as fast as possible thing, right? Um. So the fact that this can like let them have their HQ be a little bit less permeable if the runner does drop a sneak door beta or yep. legwork or whatever can be quite useful. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, it opens up a pretty powerful window as well. Um, yeah, like I, I can say that the, the, the wins I was getting was probably from legworking HB mm. after apocalypsing them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is, this is a really, really cool yes, card. Yes, so finally. Yeah. Third. Yep. Product Once. recall. Here we go. Zero credits. It's an it's HB's alliance operation. So this card it normally costs two influence, but this card costs zero influence if you have six or more non-alliance HB cards in your deck. So you trash a resed asset or upgrade. If you do, you gain credits equal to its trash cost. So and let's 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 talk a bit about the art here because oh you, man yeah you, you think product recall like oh yeah the PT cruisers the doors are screwed up no yeah. no no this is this is just a lady this is the lady Byroid yep. at gunpoint yep this so, is how they recall yeah, she, products she maybe a domestic sleeper maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe something like that this like is, there's a lot of not, there's a lot of Blade not, Runner going on yeah they're this. not she's not being recalled because of like some defect she's probably being recalled because she murders people. <laughs> Or 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 um, it's great. Uh, there's a, there, there's a mention here on the Netrunner DB by a uh, uh, tie dye vortex who I think keeps showing up. But he was mentioning how uh, uh, I, I have to read this. I have to comment on the, how freaking awesome the flavor on this card is. If you are recalling thinking feeling biroids with hopes and dreams because they didn't live up to your expectations, <laughs> brutal. Most chilling flavor since clone retirement. Yeah, it's, I like it's like, pretty intense. What a crazy yeah. angle. And then of course, like this thing can pay out. Like crazy. Oh man, sealed vault, yo. <laughs> sealed vault. Eight credits for your sealed vault. Where is that sealed vault? Oh yeah, there's a faulty manufacturing thing. And it's so good. It's so like, oh yeah, sorry, we need to do a product recall. Uh, but but all the shipping costs. Oh yeah, I might own the shipping company, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very cool card. I, I, you can see it everywhere. We can get more money off our Eve. Yes, like once Eve is run down to having only a couple of credits, you play this and you get five more instantaneously. Oof, man. Um, the other crazy thing here comes. is that it says it's the trash cost, not its printed trash cost. 
Not its unmodified. Oh no! So with industrial genomics, here's like I will product recall Chairman Hero for (laughs) fifteen credits. Oh my god! I mean, it's a little bit tricky. It's got a jank, but usually, well, I mean, just in the sense of usually one, you'd have to have six other HB cards in your IG deck. I mean. Three encryption protocols, sure. and then three. <laughs> um, but if you did that, like you could obviously get crazy money from stuff that was, you know, unreal. What a crazy yeah. econ engine! Wow, wow. Okay, I thought it was printed. That's... Weird, but could be good. I mean, or even just like the more mundane encryption protocols, like they just boost this as well, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's not cool. Too shabby. What a neat card. Yeah. Looks now. like our friends in the red got oh, something man. here, Nels. Oh, man. So excited about this. What's this, Nels? It's Pollen of Foods. Um, to note, my... I don't speak Hindi. I think, like, clo- uh, uh, our good friends at Feedal AI did do a little post about this, and they got an actual Hindi speaker to be like, how the hell do you pronounce that word? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so apparently it's like, Paul... It's it's pretty close. Like, that, that middle A is not very stressed. So it's kind of like oh, that's what Paul, the little top, you know? the little hats and the yeah. A's mean. Yeah, okay. it's kind of like Paul. It's kind of like, uh, blah. It's kind of like yeah, it's like Paul Paulna, like Paulina. It's it's very oh, very quiet. Mi- it's, it's, middle it's, one's it's quiet. not Paulana. Oh, yeah, Paul Amela. No. <laughs> it's yeah, it's Paulina, I guess. Anyway, it, it's Hindi. It means like it means a cradle or I think harvest something like okay. that. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, it's this corporation that is. Making food, I love, it means cradle or nursing. That's okay, okay. Lo- I love the art. The it's like great, it's a great tower. Yeah, with all this farm stuff growing out of it. Yep. So obviously, like this is some division of Jinteki that's all about feeding, growing food, feeding, feeding everybody, well, and of course, food everybody needs to eat. That's right. Come on now, please. <laughs> um. So what the what what Polina Foods does is. The first time each turn the runner draws a card, you gain one credit. Because Crazy. we are what we eat. You know, Nels, but I, I need to draw cards. You do! Especially because you're playing against Jinteki. The games that I've won with only the five cards I start with in my hand are few. Are Maybe. few are indeed. Very, are very few. Yes, that's funny how that works, huh? <laughs> and, it's, and of course, it's just a normal 45-15. Yeah, but... Um, I, my favorite thing about this this ID is that you don't know what to expect. You actually don't know what they're doing. Yeah. In Aside Jinteki. from the fact that they're gonna get that they're gonna be getting a lot of money. Yeah. Like, and this is every time the runner draws a card. Yeah. The first time each turn. Yeah. Sorry. So, so so through any of it's not like trying to click to draw a card. I'm Laramie Fisking. Well, yep. you're getting, you're getting a, exactly. Like getting any time cards enter the runner's grip. Through any kind of draw at all, be it automatic, like someone installs a wild side and you're just like, cool. I'm getting one credit every turn. every turn forever. Yeah, um, I guess until their deck runs out. But at that point, <laughs> you gotta right where you want. Them. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it is cool. It it can pay because like you know, think about it. Right, you have forty five cards in your deck. How many games have you like been down to just like a tiny little shred of cards left? Yep, not small amount, and that's easily twenty credits. Yeah, definitely. Easily they're going to play out to this ID. Um, yeah. No, that's just as good as Engineering the Future. Like, probably better yep. than um, uh, Building a Better World. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, Building a Better World. Um, yeah, it it can be a ton of money. And, yeah. like, that is always some of the trickiest stuff with Jitechi, right? Because you want all your traps, 
but of course all your traps cost money to pay for so you need to include extra econ cards to make sure you can always be able to pay for those traps but then that's deck space taken up that you can't have traps so it's it's tricky right but with this it's like it's just guaranteed money always you know so like the, the corporation or the runner siphons you to zero then they draw a card and they run on that motion thing it's like well <laughs> that was a june bug still works <laughs> yeah. eat it like that like that oh cool so you're thinking like a more of a like a like a, a trappy kind of i think that's kind of the most that that's a perfectly good setup sure um i mean you know if you just kind of want to go rp build a glacier ask thing that's fine too um but it feels like you want at least a little bit because if you know if if you're if you're especially if you're bleeding the runner for damage, yep. then they're going to be needing to draw even more cards, and thus giving you more money. Yeah, that's of course cool. there there are two cards <laughs> yeah. that that partner with Polina Foods wonderfully well. The first of which is the Polina Agroplex. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, Emilio, Emilio Rodriguez really brought his A game here. These are beautiful looking. Oh yeah, like 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 they're kind of. Twisted old school sci-fi looking buildings. Like yeah. it's really cool. It's very stuff. like big, shiny arcology, but just with those like the little bit of organic color in the middle. Yeah. Ah, I really cool. like it. Yeah. So what does the agroplex do? It's a one-cost asset facility. When your turn begins, each player draws a card. And what's the flavor here? Expensive to build, but dramatically more efficient than traditional farming. Agroplexes are emblems of the inevitable corporization of the food industry. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Five to trash. Five to trash. Two influence. That's the hotness. Yeah, the hotness is that huge trash. We can even recall these. Yeah. We don't need them anymore. For five credits. But it makes sense because there's like, oh yeah, we're going to make this and we're going to put this in a museum. Look how pretty this building is. Right. Right. Yeah, so obviously there's a downside in that you're forcing the runner. I mean, the runner is also getting cards. a card, but th uh, that triggers your ability. And, you know, getting free card draw, especially if, like, if you're kind of going with a little bit more of a damagey deck. Yep. Like, going fast is kind of better, right? Because you want to be able to, like, those turns when the runner does hit, like, a snare and a fetal in one Maker's Eye run, or they hit a psychic field or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, this gives them one card, whatever. But right. you are you are hopefully going to be able to get the stuff you need yep. to exploit that the runner has no cards and thus can't safely run on their next turn. Or how about the runner has a bunch of cards and they keep hitting dogs or something. Keep yeah, exactly. Koma, and, Koma Inu. Yeah, and the fact that Jinteki has both Koma Inu and Psychic Field where it doesn't care how many cards you've yeah, got. You lose them gets all. gets rid of all of them. Yeah. Um, and, of course, like, it, it is... I, I, I think you'd have, you'd have a hard time making a case for running this outside of Definitely. Foods. Because, Definitely, yeah. But getting that one credit on the, on the, on the corporation's turn, forcing the runner to draw a card is just so good. That's huge, yeah. It's, it's like a super pad campaign. One to, one to res, yeah. five to trash, good stuff. Yeah. It's 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 awesome. It's definitely a three of in that deck. Yes. For sure. So what else did they get? And they also got a new piece of ice. I actually I actually really love this card. Oh, yeah. I love this Called card. Called Harvester. Yeah. Harvester. Harvester is a three strength, one res, one influence code gate. It has two subroutines. They're the exact same. What they do is the runner draws three cards and then discards down to his or her maximum hand size and then he does it all do it again. again. So against these, you know, oh so prolific uh, wild side Faust decks, you know, they start their turn, like they, they get two free from wild side, so they drop to seven and they draw one more, so now they're eight and they run this and then they hit Harvester. If they can't break it, it's like, 
draw up to 11 cards, discard down to five, <laughs> and then do it again. <laughs> so it just bleeds cards out of the runner's hand. Like, in a sense, this is kind of like six net damage. Yep. Sort of. Yeah, six Except soft net damage. Except it's never going to flatline them, but it's going to eat so many of their cards so fast. Yeah, this is going in Grindle. Like, man, ah! are you kidding me? This is like the Grindle card. <laughs> I, just, I, I think this, the shock of six cards in your, in your, in your bin is going to shake up runners to the point where, like, they won't, they're like, well, I, I gotta fix this problem first. Yeah. I have my decks in my in, in my heap. Yeah. So so what am I gonna be doing to 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 fix that? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, obviously, it, since they just drew three cards, it's gonna be very hard to turn it into a flat line, right? But if there's an you know a, a snare or a fetal AI sitting behind this, okay, well they did all their drawing and discarding, yep. so so they're sitting on like five cards, but they obviously are probably sitting on the five cards they wanted the most. Well, then they hit a snare, three more of those cards go away. Yeah. So they're just like. You, you got them to throw away kind of some of the fluffer stuff that they didn't care about losing, and then they actually lost the stuff that they didn't want to lose, right? Right, yeah, yeah. It's it's really nice. I gotta, I gotta say, like, six cards in your... Like, no one puts in six bad cards. Like, they're all yeah. gonna be... It's all gonna be good stuff. Yeah. That you're, you're making the runner make all these heavy decisions during the game. So, yeah. It's a, it's a great piece of ice. Yoggable, of is... course. Classic, but whatever. Yeah. Yogg's on the most wanted list now. I know. No, no. <laughs> Might as well be Yogg's. dead. Might as well be on fire. <laughs> um... It looks like our friends in the NBN um, have been thinking about expansion as well. Yeah, they got a new agenda. They did. A weird agenda. Weird agenda. <laughs> we have the pro okay, and the problem is, I know this has been voiced by everyone under the NBN-inscribed moon, but there's not a lot of space for four two agendas in the NBN world. Yeah. Because we got Beal, we got Astroscript, and we got the breaking newses, like, and so here we have another 4-2 agenda. That's remote data farm it's, it's an expansion agenda. Maybe that's going to come into play. Maybe. Um, your maximum hand size is increased by two. So, okay, we have a... I mean, it's not... That's a nice ability. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Not, it's, it's not something I think I can picture building a deck around. Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing where I guess if you really want to hold a lot of, like, combo-y things, like if you've got, like, a lot of tag punishment stuff or whatever, right? Like, you know, having to be like, oh, crap well, I can't tag the runner right now, so do I get rid of this all-seeing eye, even though it could be really useful later, but I've also, I also don't want to throw away an agenda. So, eh, like, yeah. it's kind of nice in that regard. Um, beyond that, I don't really know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna... I'm, like, like, it's... It, in the world is yours, you can get an even bigger hand size. Seven. Eight. Eight. Eighty. That's so... So good. Cool. Um, okay, well, well uh, maybe... Maybe... maybe uh, there's, it's fine, it's, it's, but it's just like... With all the obviously with all their three twos I think, and even their other four twos, it's pretty. It's like I, it's not clear to me exactly what kind of deck you'd put this in sure. above those. Yeah, but who knows? Mm. If someone has some brilliant synergy, they should definitely definitely share. Drop us a line. That's right. They also got uh, yeah. something else that does other weird stuff to their <laughs> HQ. <laughs> What's this card? It makes it disposable. A disposable HQ. That's that's out of control. It is an ambush upgrade. Zero to res. Five to trash, one influence, so this can totally go everywhere. And so if Disposable HQ is accessed from R&D, the runner must reveal it. When the runner accesses Disposable HQ, you may add any number of cards from HQ to the bottom yeah. of R&D. So the, it's like the CBI raid, but you really hid them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this, for like keeping your agenda safe, yep. it's actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean... It's also another one influence NBN card. <laughs> uh, 
But if, uh, if uh, basically the only thing you were ever using Jackson Howard for was like binning and then... Or putting those global foods away or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, this is actually kind of not that bad in that yeah. regard. The runner needs to access it, so you need to get him to hit it through an R&D dig or through your hand yeah. or something. But uh, still kind of cool. And I like, I like the theme of this pack a lot where it's uh, the theme of this data pack where it's like all this information is hiding it. Yeah, but we're still, we're, we're making food. We're making the world a better place. Oh, yeah. but we, we keep screwing up and our clones are messed up looking. It's like yeah. the fly over here. And yeah. like, it's, 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 it's themed very, very, very well. And Disposable HU just reinforces that of yep. like, oh no, no, we, we need to be holding the real meetings here. Right? It's pretty wonderful. Yeah. Um, now. Ah. Wayland got a new agenda. They did. It's a bit more exciting, yeah. It, it, it than uh, than remote data farm. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, so it's another four two. It is another four two. New construction, public agenda. We love public agendas. Um, they're so good. I, I I I'm a big fan of public agendas. No. It's just like, yeah, they're just really great cards. Um, install. So you install new construction face up. Whenever you advance new construction, you may install a card from HQ in a new server and res that card, ignoring. All costs if there are five or more advanced Vidogans on new construction. So it's just a regular 4 2 until it hits this insane, this watershed moment where now all of a sudden you can just start resing stuff for free, yep. installing and resing for free. Yep. Boom! Off the grid, res, public support, res. <laughs> res. They just hit the table, already good to go. And that can be yep. pretty impressive. Because remember, it's in a server, not, yes. not like. No, it's not ice. Yeah, it's, it's not, not ice. like Archer, Archer, Archer. Like, yeah. ah. and, and they're new servers each time too. That's so right. Like, yeah. So it's not like. So we're thinking this is like Gagarin, right? Like maybe Gagarin. This Gagarin. seems like this would be pretty good in Gagarin. Kind of yeah. cool. Um, it's again like I gotta say I love these Wayland cards, but man, the setup is astronomical. Like it's with dedicated ceremony, oh, yeah. not nearly as crazy, right? Because you can put it down, dedicated, it, hit it with dedicated. So then next turn, you know, you get two or three uses out of its ability, and you can still score it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. So, sure. Yeah. Still, still like the 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 wombo combo ness. We need targets for its ability. Yeah. We need dedicated. We need a server where this is going to survive. It's Wayland feels like you know we can like topple the world, but you're going to have to give us some time. And the runners are like, oh, I don't got time. I'll just steal all your stuff and end yeah. the game. But still, like a, a crazy uh, an, an, another powerhouse uh, public agenda. And I think the four twos are a perfect place for those public agendas. Definitely, yeah. yeah. The three five is way too risky. The the three one is is is, is good, but the four two is just, just enough power, just enough agenda point density. Right. Yeah. For sure. They also got another very exciting asset. Yeah. That you could potentially install for free with your new construction. Oh that's good. <laughs> um it is the Mumbad construction company. Right. It is four to res, three to trash, three influence. So when your turn begins, you place one advancement token on the Mumbad construction company for a Low, low price of two credits. You move one advancement token from Mumbai Construction Company to any face-up card. Right. So we got public agendas. Yep. Um, our, our our ice wall we want to beef up or yep. something. There you go. Our, yeah. Like, so, so. But the other thing is, is that, like, you can totally use this for traps, right? Because mm -hmm. the runner's about to, you know, they make their own through the server. They get that last opportunity to jack out before accessing. They don't. You're like, okay, well, now I'm going to res Project Junebug. Because it still goes off if it's resed. You res it, now it's face you up. Move it. You spend, you know, four, six creds to move enough tokens over there, and then 
they're dead. Okay, okay. That's, um, that's kind of cool. You can use it to basically instantly drop uh, contract killers, right? Put yep. it down, flip it over. Then move it, move it. That that 15 credit caddy, boom. Yep. Just gone. We can, um, uh, our friend Carl, who we do pub runner with, did a whole video, a 20-minute video about how much he loves this card. Really? He did. Oh, man. Uh, oh, we should link that and put we that will, in the show we'll, notes. We'll link him. It's, a, it's called Chrysium, uh, his his show that he's making is called Chrysium Link? Chrysium Link, I believe that's ah. what it's called. And he basically loves this card so much, he basically talks about this card and its interactions. And there's some hilarious ones with, uh, with, uh, like, um, Hollywood... Hollywood grid because you basically you can install you put an advancement on Hollywood grid and it actually puts the counter on Mumbad which you can like move over and so it's just bombs. oh right so he has some really really great plays thank you Carl for making that oh video. weird that's cool was, I was like watching him like you got to control but the problem is of course we when in when we're playing he's playing a very very aggressive he's playing my very aggressive criminal which kind of just dumps over a giant wicked plan like that. Right. But man, was it like in a vacuum, this card does some hilarious stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I like it because now it's like Wayland. Oh, have you ever, you've, you've probably been there. You've been playing Wayland. You have tons of money, but no way to leverage it. Right. Um, it's scary. Oh, he has all this money, but I know all his ice is res. I'm not that scared of it. But yeah. like Mumbad can actually like turn that money into something. So, okay, so. Eight credits, you can just score a friggin' Oaktown renovation. Out of your hand. No problem. Out of your hand. So, but, but, For no clicks. Yes, no clicks. Right? Like, if this thing has enough tokens on it, you can just score seven points in a turn. <laughs> that's right? right. It's that's like right. Hollywood yeah. ran out, okay, ten bucks, <laughs> done. Like, Oaktown, like, uh, eight more, done. That's what, and that's just so, but the setup is so big. That, yeah. uh, Jess Rocher's buddy was actually saying, you know, like, I could just put in Biotic Labors. And it'd be one card instead of a weird setup of protecting this asset. But, right. You know, what's the fun in that? <laughs> also, also, so, okay, now as you're running at me, I have five tokens on this, let's say. I raise a woodcutter. Can I move stuff then? Yeah. Like before the thing fires? I have a window? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Because uh, the woodcutter would get res on approach, right? Yep. So approach. It's res on approach. Oh, now it's face up. Whoop. And I can use paid abilities. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, granted. Still pretty hard to make a case for what kind of... <laughs> yeah, you know, just... But you did, it's pretty good. We're trying. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Looks like we also got another agenda, neutral agenda. Yeah, neutral 4-2. A like very this. cool 4-2. I like this. Corporate <laughs> sales team, 4-2. It's another expansion. When you score corporate sales team, place 10 credits on it. Each play, each When each player's turn begins, take one from corporate sales team. Yeah. You so, got it. We sell it. They buy it. Yep. Everyone wins. You get 10 creds over five turns. I like this. This is like a daily cast kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. kind of, sort of. There's always like the, the, the thing in Netrunner where like, okay, I score the agenda. Phew. But the agenda doesn't help you score the next one. Right. And it's like, you we oh, I'm out of gas. And the runner has all the gas. And That's why I'm always like, even though they're great, I'm always a little bit sad running NAPD contract, Feature Perfect, or... Global food, of course, right? Because yes. like you scored it, yes, yeah. It's like unless it's actually the seventh point, you're like, I okay. That that took all my like all my resources. Yeah. To score it. So with this, it's like you score it, but then it keeps paying out. Um, and if you, if it's the la- if it, if you're, if it's taking you from five points to seven, well, you don't care about the ability because you won. Yeah. So either way, it's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a very cool four two. I like the uh, I like the flavor. It's uh, a. Yeah, I think basically I would always outside of maybe like blue sun. I would always run this over corporate war. Yo, for sure, yeah, definitely. This thing replaces corporate war. Yeah, as, and, a, as, and a, as like a really nice four and two, and, and it makes more sense awesome. because corporate war is like way more like high risk high like yeah. you know super way, aggro. Yeah, way more variance, and this one's a lot more like okay. We 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 scored. So let's get ten bucks in the next five let's turns. Just chill, let's, let's just chill. Let's chill. Cool, yeah. Cool. yeah, totally. 
And finally, love this card. What do we got? We got the Pad Factory. This is where we make all our pad camp, like all the pads from the pad campaigns. That's where they come from. Made here. It costs. It's a two cost asset facility, and its cost is two influence and three to trash. But this card costs zero influence if you have three pad campaigns in your deck. And that is basically the only time you would ever run this. Yeah. Because otherwise, it is definitely not worth two influence. No. <laughs> but what does this card do, Nails? So for one click, you may place an advancement token on a card. You cannot score that card until your next turn begins. But Nels, I don't score woodcutters. <laughs> <laughs> I res woodcutters. So the, the important thing to note is that it's one advancement token on a card. Yeah. Much like... The Tenant Institute, it's yep. not one advancement token on a card that can be advanced, blah, 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 blah. It's just like any card, card on the board you want. gets a thing. Yeah. So, you know, with this and Wayland's Advanceable Ice, it's lovely. Yeah. Right? Like, you're either making your... Tyrant more unstoppable. Tyrant's a beast. You're making your Cosmic Ice way cheaper. Yep. You're making your Ice Walls way bigger. And it's not costing you anything, That's right? Salvage. Yeah. Subs just oh, popping in like there you go. crazy. Uh, that's one. How do you beat it? it? Yeah, you can't for, beat it. So yeah. for anything that isn't like trying to score an agenda, like you know, if you're unless you're doing never advance, this is great for scoring agendas, right? Because yep. you put down an oak town. I mean, I already know what it is anyway. So you're like, well, I've got two pad factories, two clicks. I saved two bucks putting those tokens on there, and then oak town is even closer to its like big meaty payouts. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Um. I guess you'd probably want to advance Oaktown anyway because you get money. Yeah. But from new construction sure. or Hollywood rent yeah. or whatever, like this is say can save you plenty of money. Yeah. Um, and it gives you good stuff to do with all your like. It's always a little bit of a bummer when you're like spending one credit to make ice wall better. <laughs> yeah. But with this, you don't have to do that. Yeah. And uh, like this, uh, <sighs> uh, so are you thinking this in like? Because we built it, or this and like Gregarian is good. Gregarian, Gregarian um, is it, just, good. it feels good. Gregarian for sure. Sure. Um, yeah, maybe because we built it. Sure. As well, um, and you can you can use this to put tokens on, say, Grendel Refinery. Yep. Anything that doesn't that like you can't score this card into your next. But turn you begins. can trash it and exactly. get a bunch of crap. Totally it. fine. Uh, I guess we could do that if you're out of money. We could even snag like. A, I guess contract killers. I guess they still cost money, but yeah. yeah so, 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 if, if you're dead broke, you can still like throw two of these on a Grendel, trash it, and now you got eight creds. Yeah, that's great. Out, out of nowhere, right when they thought you uh, when they siphoned you. Yeah, yeah. So it's a cool card. I I, I like that. Uh, I like that the card kind of says like, okay, what you are as a corporation is you you're very very heavily invested in the in the pad campaigns. That's how you run your shtick. So this needs to be there, and these cards need to be in. It's yeah. kind of like a like they're kind of pointing you, shifting you in a direction. Yeah. for to, for flavoring your corporation. So that's at least six assets, and you're like, okay, well, seems nice and Gagarin. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. But in general, business first. Oh man, am I excited to yeah. play with? Pollen of Foods. Yeah, Pollen of Foods is really cool. I played a couple of Pollen of Foods, uh, Pub Runner, and it was interesting because they were both so different. So very, very different. Yeah. It was funny, though. I was playing Jared, and I was like, I run, and I grab, I'm like, I, the, first, the first card I see in R&D, I'm like, oh, it's like a Merlin. I'm like, oh, okay, I know what you're doing. No, I, I, I know like, oh, curses, curses, curses. Yeah, totally. Wait, wait, which is why the game's so good, right? Because you can actually, like, spot out... Um, there's a lot of influence counting at like the store champs. Other than like, okay, let's see. You know, this is mm, mm, he, this mm. is this is what they're doing. And this is what they're trying to do. Right. But yeah. 
But yeah, so um, uh, that was business first, and we're so stoked for cool. it. Really, really excited for it. We did get some awesome questions from folks as well. Hey, great. Um, one. Uh, so our buddy Alec mm-hmm. from town, mm-hmm. he actually ha- I I saved this discussion for this question, but he asked, "Do you think that Polynodex may have the tools to deck outrunners effectively? Oh, like as in like between harvester, harvester. and the agroplex? Can you just burn?" Out the runner having no cards before before they can win. They can stabilize. And thus, even. then you're just like, ah, one early MP, and then I win. Yeah, I guess. Um, um, so, th- obviously, that was definitely a perfectly legitimate game plan for a certain breed of Jinteki personal evolution decks. Yep. Right? Like, totally you could do that with them. Um, and, you know, that, that PE was kicking over, like, say, it's one net damage per card. Obviously, if they steal seven, they win. So, it's probably like, say... Four to five is how much how many extra discards the runner would get off of that the the ID if you're doing like a a, a thousand cut style per sure, sure. deck. And with those agroplexes, you could definitely force a runner to draw more than that, for sure. Yeah, right? yeah. Um so I think that tools are definitely there cool. to to bleed out the runner and then once they're that low, you know, it's just you're just waiting for them to hit a snare or a fetal or a couple EMPs and then they're done. Right, yeah. The tricky bit is <laughs> is that with the prevalence of there being so much goddamn Faust around right now, yep. people will be packing one or maybe two levies. <laughs> yeah. And that makes things tricky. Levies getting a lot of visitors. Yeah. Like the the Levy AR Lab, it its access is apparently not well controlled at all. The lineup must be just miles long. <laughs> That's it's right, like miles long. Um, so yeah, because that will just screw any plan you have. It yeah. messes with cuts and also like, and it's not even it's not even in there to deter a thousand cuts deck. It's there to fuel their the Faust beast. Faust, yeah, so I think that maybe to balance that out, you just slam in Cronus Cronus Project Cronus Project Cronus Protocol. Cronus pro- Protocol. Protocol. Yeah, that that's the only way I beat Haley Crapland. Really? Because I waited till their David was in the bin, gut it, and then like, nice. oh, I don't think I can beat you. Now. Yeah. I'm like, yes, you can't, because that's one David, and you've used it nine times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think with Palna Food, you can, because like with PE, right? Like often in their thousand cut style, they're gonna have to include some junky one pointers. Well, not junky, but like one pointers whose only advantage is they give money. Either profiteering sure. or Gila hands or ecology or whatever, but since you're getting so much money just off your ID ability with Palna, you don't have to worry about that. That's right. So instead of needing to slot like two Gila hands, Gila hands, oh my god, two Gila hands, <laughs> two Gila monsters, <laughs> son of a bitch, <laughs> two Gila hands, um, you can slot two Chronos projects instead. Yeah, and then you know I, if you can hit the runner with like two thirds of their deck in the bin. Oh my god! god. Then, they're, they're, they're gonna die. They're yeah, dying. I I gotta say, I think Cronus is like the go to three one now in in the meta. Just yeah, because like it's pretty wonderful. Get rid of that. If you get rid of half their deck, hopefully you hit a bunch of crap they actually really needed. Yep. like it's it's huge. Yeah, and you know, Genteki has some other tools like ShiQ or even just it's thematically appropriate. Even just slamming in Global Food Initiative to just keep the game going as long as possible. Yeah, not in terms of like time on the clock, but in terms no. of like points. Right. Yeah. Um. So that then, you know, the hope is you'll be able to run them out of cards, and then you're just like, EMP, goodbye. Yep. No, or, I just, or I got, I got a say, baddie into a Yagura or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I, I gotta say, Harvester's interesting to me, because it feels like a, a piece of ice I would not want to face check. 
um, for one credit. Like, early game, you're like, yeah. damn. Like, that's yeah. huge. And it would maybe keep the runner out of a central for a decent amount of time, but it would definitely keep an asset. Like, it would make it very... Like, if, you know, you have an aggroplex unrezzed behind sure. Harvester, and they hit that, and then they don't pay five for that aggroplex, they're probably never going back. No, they're not right? going back. <laughs> the harvest the harvest is too deep. The yeah, is so too... it's like, that is a great trade. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... I think That's I'm, cool. I'm, 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 I'm glad, because I, I never think milling works, because I can never do it out of my Grendel build. But you played some techies. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. with, with, uh, yeah, between Koma Inu, Psychic Field, Harvester, and Kronos Project, I think you might be able to, to have a decent, like... It it is one one of your paths to victory is just burning out the runner's entire deck. <laughs> this you, one, again, you just have to you just have to be mindful of what are you going to do when they've got so many levies. Yeah, right? <laughs> this is probably why they allowed concession. Yeah, it could be <laughs> because it's like I'm just just yeah. win. Um, had another good question right from Eric. He says, if there were to be another big box, what would you like? What would you want to see? Mini faction corpse. So we kind of talked about this a little bit. Yeah, but, but I still think works. it's interesting to think about. Like, it's unclear if Netrunner will ever get another deluxe expansion. That's right. Yeah. Um, this, this could be like it, so yeah. to speak. For because hypothetically, you know, when set rotation happens, yep. the deluxe expansions will never rotate out. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, well, maybe there's just kind of the four, one for each faction, and, and then and the weird mini factions. Then and that's kind of it. These little cycles, and then the data packs that are the rotating thing. Yeah. Um, but if there was going to be another big box, I, oh, I, th I think what would I want? I think what I'd like to see is like thematically, I'd like to see. I I I didn't read the book yet, or or or, but maybe some kind of more bigger event that happens that influences mm. everyone else. Like, that would be really cool. Some kind actually. of either, either I'm not thinking like cataclysm or something like that. I don't want I don't want like I don't want some dystopian apocalyptic thing in. In my in my netrunner, right. but but I think something that was like that's really big that every corporation and runner faction needed to respond to in a way in a different way. I don't know, more like um, everybody gets a bunch of events or operations or or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that be, even though obviously the theming on all the big boxes has been great, it's still like the theme is basically that corporation and that runner faction yeah. right like the anarch box is like it's about anarchs being cool <laughs> i was like that's fine yeah. but there isn't like any other like the closest other bit of theme in there is like eater plus spooned knife and fork i guess yeah um or like uh the like the the two kind of investigative journalism th things like the journalistic things that uh that valencia has but oh, right. it's like the theming in there is is more about the just the faction generally sure so sure. if there is another big box it would be really really cool if it just went hard on some yeah like you were saying some theme whatever it is and then just built like maybe it's just a bunch of neutral cards yeah maybe sure. um that's probably better than like a light of than like two or three cards for every faction. It seems like that would be a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, it would be. Um, yeah, it kind of would be. Yeah, but I, I think I'd prefer that over more mini factions, especially corp-wise. I mean, I'm sure the very smart folks could come up with something very cool for mini factions, but... Oh, definitely. Like Based they, on what we talked about before, it's just it's not clear to me exactly what it would look like. Yeah, and also, also like, as you're mentioning, it's always the uh, runner versus the corp. It's not how, like... The Anarchs deal with Wayland. It's just how the Anarchs, like you're saying, it's just how the Anarchs are being cool. Yeah. It's not like um, well, well, how does Shaper deal with Wayland? Is that is there any specific ways that Wayland? Because Wayland's probably used to dealing with with Anarchs. 
oh, these stupid little punks that keep blowing up our stuff or 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 whatever, right? Right. Um, and maybe maybe they deal with shapers in a different way or with criminals in a different way. But the problem is, I guess they're always just dealing with people, so it doesn't really matter. It's not yeah. like Kate, Kate McAfee walks around saying like, "Hey, I'm a shaper." Like she's just she, that's just who she is and yeah. what, what she falls into as a yeah. So yeah. I don't know. All all I do know is that like. I've never been disappointed by Correct. Big Bucks. So if, if there is another one, I'm sure it will be super rad. <laughs> yeah. uh, our buddy, Justin Liu, mm. asked, how do you deal with asset spam decks if you're not Jesus. wizards? Scrubber. <laughs> Scrubber, next question. Do you feel asset <laughs> spam slash museum of history decks are making the game unfun? Um, oh, man. For the latter, no. Like, there's always, you know... There's the, always, there's always the a, annoying deck, right? Like, did anyone remember when RP was out and you got one click a friggin' turn? Like, yeah. That was miserable. There's always a thing where it's just kind of like, you know, like, you know, the crazy power shutdown, blah, 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 or, yeah. or CI wins in one turn, like, all that. It's like, there's always going to be one that's just kind of like, ugh. Yeah. It just means that you just have to, you just have to, like, it's only frustrating because you don't know how to deal with it, right? Sure. Like, once you know how to deal with it, it's just like, okay, well, now we're just back to playing the game. Right. Um, and, and how about, like, some the museum, uh, though, those decks are crazy. Yes. Like, two extra credits per museum to res cards? No, that's Mumba Temple. Okay, so Museum sorry, of History uh, is the one where uh, oh, one see. card out of your archives goes back into right, RD. Have you played against a decent Mumba Temple? Oh yeah, those Holy ones are nuts. Crap, <laughs> those ones are crazy. Um, but those are often in like very asset heavy decks. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, you definitely need, especially now, I think you need an to answer be for prepared assets. to deal with assets. This, um, guys, there's a card for it. It's called Apocalypse, and it always gets everything. <laughs> that's Jesse's solution. <laughs> that is not wrong. That, not wrong. It is a solution. The problem, like, the problem is like, yeah, I, I, I'm just like, I have a problem with assets. Like, I should have trashed this. Like, why didn't I trash this? Oh, because there's eight on the board. I don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm just, it gets confusing. So that's why you have Apocalypse. That's why you just run Apocalypse. You, you have to think. You're just like, you just get rid of all of it. And but with guys, when you're playing Apocalypse decks, always play it out of faction and always act like you just frustrated and you're drawing everything wrong and just like i guess i'll take four credits go and they're like oh he's 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 on the left he's bad drawing and then they'll start putting all this crap down right. and you're only doing that because you just need just enough money to right do, to, to, to get in three times of that apocalypse yeah that's it um but yeah i like every faction has their different ways of dealing with this right like obviously wizard is great yep. um scrubber is good it. for other anarchs but scrubber's only one influence, one influence can... he's great for other factions sure um shape it's it's people undervalue it Parisia per is great that, because it's four zero. assets. Yeah, and it's it's four assets and it's zero to install. Yeah, it's it is and it's like if you don't if if you know you end up matched against a deck that doesn't have any assets, you sell to Aesop. Sure, um, or you use it to like as as a as the as the trash thing for scavenge or whatever. Like it, Parisia is actually not bad. Criminals um, got bank job. Criminals got bank job. Huge, huge. They huge got security players. testing. Yep. Like if you got security testing in Desperado, every unprotected asset is a. Easy mark per turn. Yeah. Or you install two security testings and then you have six credits per turn and that will keep up with any amount of trashing, period. Yeah. Again, I know I know asset spam's like brutal, but you gotta think like, okay, that's all they're doing. If yeah, I, it's if like I, also that's not like asset spam does not help them win the game directly. No. Right? It, like, it, it annoys the hell out of you. But yeah. like it doesn't stop your amazing medium hammer when yeah. it's gonna come in. That is definitely a tricky thing. Like this is probably I think the most challenging thing about playing against HB yes is that yes. like you kind of need to keep them off their assets but if you spend so much time chasing down those goddamn things you're not getting set up and thus you're just gonna eventually lose anyway yep um, so that is that is kind of the hardest thing where if, if it's just like an infinite asset barf deck it's like you just gotta know how to play it and be smart but yeah. the hard the actual hard thing that's just 
knowing your deck and knowing your tempo and knowing probably what your opponent's plan is, is stuff where it's like they just have a, a reasonable number of assets that are all a pain in the ass. So it's kind of like, when do you deal with it now versus when do you deal with it later? Right. And the other thing is, I think some people think that with assets, you know, it's either you deal with it immediately or you just ignore it forever. Yeah. And you not the case, right? No, like, really. And Eve that has, you know, still has 10 credits on it. It's still a Completely target. worth trashing. It's still a target. Yeah. Like, if it's down to two, eh, okay, maybe you leave it at that point. Sure. But if it's still got like six, eight, ten on it, that's six, eight, ten credits that the corporation isn't going to get, right? Yeah. And it's almost certainly easier for you as the runner to make back that five credit trash cost than it is for the corp to get eight credits. Yeah. Um, oh, and also we got Prim's got drive by, and that yep. thing. Is oh my amazing. god, and drive by is amazing. Drive by oh, is so ah, good, so good. But, but best drive by plays, you know, when you hit that Jackson, just like so good, or you hit that Caprice. Yep. Mm. You, oh, it's just the best, and the, and, the, and that's assets and upgrades. But it's, <laughs> I seriously thought that it was any server, and I was like, this is the greatest card ever. Why oh. do they? Why do they even print Crisium Grid? Yeah, but no, it's only no, remote. It's only remotes. And hammers remotes. Yep. Um, Francis Delaney mm-hmm. asks. Why does no one talk about study guide when talking about breakers? I use it in kit with London Library and Femme to get in almost anywhere. Wow, that's cool. So so refresh re- re- refresh me and the listeners. Yeah, so study, study guide. guide. Study guide is that shaper decoder. I think it is I'm pretty sure it's three to install. Right. It starts at zero strength. That's not good. That's not good. It's one credit to break a code gate subroutine, and then it's two credits to increase the strength of study guide forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically two creds, you put a power counter on it, and then its strength equals the number of power counters, right? right. Um, so, I mean, it, the, probably the reason why people don't talk about it that much is that, you know, often the code gates people use are like... Uh, I mean, maybe they change a little bit now but, yeah. that Yogg is on the most wanted list, but stuff like, you know, Quandary or Enigma, right? Where it's kind of like... <laughs> if, if if you're playing against any age and they put an enigma in front of an astro script on like the th- second or third turn, you don't want to try to be getting in there with study guide, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> Col- right. Colgates to me feel like they're your 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 fast game at the beginning, right? Yeah. Like quick stop kind of thing. Then again, Tollbooth is uh, one of the most notorious yeah. Colgates. So I think for Kit, for Kit, study guide can be awesome. Sure. Because, like... Everything's a code game. Exactly. You're always going to be using it. Once you get that strength up, it stays up. So it's like the first ice you break every turn, it, you basically aren't going to pay for its strength. Yeah. Um, so that's great. But as, like, a strong breaker for other shapers? Ooh. Like, like uh, Zool's there. Gord- Gordian Blaze yeah, there. Yeah. Um, um, there's, like, like, like sh- shaper's job is to crush code gates, right? That's yeah. its, like... That's its... Sweet spot of yeah. doing it. So I think in general that if people do have a Kate, uh, kit deck and they're not going stealth, that like it's certainly worth investigating study guide and also just throwing in a zoo, right? So it's kind of like you know if someone does do that like quandary astro thing, play, yep. you can be like, okay, well I'll just grab Zool for three, break yep. it for one, and then I can still keep getting study guide set up on the side for eventually when those goddamn archangels and yep. toll boosts and stuff show up. Um, but as your soul decoder. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty hard to make a case. Yeah, it's for it's it. It, it's a really cool card because it's like a it's like kind of like how like Darwin was, but the problem is Darwin can get purged, and Study Guide just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah, we have stuff like Sacrificial Constructs to keep it alive, keep it from getting trashed. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's definitely it is a totally valid choice with you know even more big you know Turing 
and yeah. Archangel and stuff. Though I think when it came out, there were fewer big code gates that people regularly played. Yeah, like, I think it's like Tollbooth is a different kind of beast. To be honest, I think yeah. Tollbooth feels like a card where it's it's not because it's a code gate because it's good. It's just because it's like really good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think that definitely it's if folks haven't considered old study guide in a while, totally worth examination. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we better wrap it up. Let's do it. I got to get home to this baby. That's right. This this very symmetrical baby, <laughs> I will note, oh. his massage is quite symmetrical. Excellent. Well, that's that's just good gen genetics. Good genetics. Right there. Not at all modified. <laughs> mm. um, but thank you very much to our buddy, Mr. Gordon McClattery from yep. Michelle and the Pit Audio for, for helping us record this podcast. And maybe it even sounds... Fancier still, yep. now that he's got these new mics. New mics. Breaking them in. Yep, First time used ever. <laughs> yeah. um, if folks have any thoughts, questions, feedback for us, they can just hit us up on Twitter at Term7 or Terminal7 at idlethumbs.net. Um, we're always also looking for... We're very curious about what people want to hear about when it's not just the latest data pack or other like news type stuff. Yep. So if there are other things like ideas for future episodes that people would like to hear about or like guests we should try to get on or whatever people should definitely let like write in or hit us up on twitter and let us know because we're always curious about what people want to hear about this not just kind of like the default stuff that we would do um and finally thank you very much to our buddy mr wesley slover who did the rad yeah remix re-inspiration uh from of tin soldiers for our intro music for this mumbad cycle yep um if you want to check out more of his audio work or you know, uh, other tracks he's done in the past, whatever, you can get that at Sonosanctus. That's S-O-N-O-Sanctus.com. Crazy oh, Indian music. Indian music. Yeah, like this. Yeah. <laughs> um,